0: Yo, what's up, Union City Horror, hello, Uh, this week uh, we got a little bit of a treat for you, sorry for the delays, but we have been kind of busy and we got a little bit of a full book the next month or so, and so just trying to get everything together. Um, A couple days ago, last week, now I guess at this point, um, we were at the uh, CreepyCon uh, 2024 uh, convention out in uh, Ontario. And we got some really good stuff and trying to go through all of that footage there. But one of the things that we did was sat down with Mr. Alan Danziger, Jerry from Chainsaw Massacre. We've talked to him a few times on the podcast uh, once about Storage Locker, his movie with uh, Ray Spivy, and then uh, their new project that they're working together on, uh, which is Weed Hacker Massacre. But Alan was in town for the convention for the 50 year reunion for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And fortunately enough, uh, we were able to take him to breakfast and you know do a sit down interview with him. We shot it in the car, uh, which is a little weird for us, but um, we made it happen. Uh, two different cameras, so the footage looks a little off, but I mean, I think I'm just gonna post clips of that stuff to the Instagram page, as opposed to like, posting a full interview on YouTube or something like that, especially considering we shot most of everything vertical, so it wouldn't transfer over to YouTube quite correctly. However, we did get a really good interview with him, it's about 45 minutes or so, so you're gonna hear all of that we talked, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 50 years later, we talk about what Alan's been doing over the last 50 years and kind of what's coming up in the next coming years with some of his open projects and some of his collaborations. Since we're not professional, obviously, you're going to hear, you know, some mealtime conversation. Um, And then also as well, I realize in chopping this stuff up, we didn't outro the interview. It just kind of cuts off at the end. I mean, you'll know it because we'll play the outro music, but, you know, whatever, I don't think people are here for the production. It's more about the content and uh, we got some really good content this week. so enjoy. Um, and then we'll see you guys back uh, here for the next one. Peace. So you're in town for the 50th anniversary Texas chainsaw massacre um, at the Creepy Con convention?
1: Yeah. Yeah, just uh, just started and uh, you know really, I guess our world tour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, beginning and uh and the and the crowd, I mean, the people have been terrific everybody, you know. We did the photo ops, there was a line, you know, line line for that yeah. and uh, so I'm having a great time. The fans are are remarkable. I mean, I, that after all these years that they still love this movie. Oh, yeah. And and there's like a new generation of fans, you I know. I think
0: you and I talked about that a little bit before whereas you make this thing and you have no idea what it's going to be at the time you're shooting it or filming it and for it to be such an icon not just in the horror uh, genre but just in movie history who Ooh. doesn't know texas chainsaw massacre yeah
1: right? and i run into people that even if they haven't seen it they know about of it of course you know but it's so crazy because when we made it i think everybody thought like what the heck are we doing <laughs> you know this is a turkey you know, which oh, in the 70s yeah. was a, a phrase, you know, if you didn't like something, got it. it got you know, it. it's a turkey. Got but it. I, I think two things. One is the change of name from the original, which was, I think, Head Cheese or, or uh, Stalking Leatherface or Leatherface to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What's that, that? Was, that was a brilliant name change, and that was the result of Warren Scarron, who became the film commission. Head of the Film Commission in and, and Texas.
0: Who came up with the uh, with the head cheese? Was
1: I don't know. Toby? I don't know if it was Toby or, or, or uh, Kim. You know what I mean. But but in other words, that was the working title. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's. A, I think uh, what they settled on was was yeah, really good. Internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, so what's it like being with you know the the majority, if not everybody, who's still remaining from the cast?
1: Oh, it's it's a kick. In fact, I saw. Ted Nicolau and there was his van that we used and his wife did the catering
0: oh no way yeah
1: and his little girl was you know got got seen by Leather, saw Leatherface you know because they try to keep her which She she was three got it and she like my son who uh, saw his dad in the coming attractions and that's 50 years ago he's still in weekly therapy oh. so she may be still in therapy herself. so oh wow <laughs> So, um, so it was great to see him. I hadn't seen him in fifty years, that, and he's he's done quite well himself producing movies and stuff, you know, in the horror genre. Yeah. What about
0: Daniel Pearl?
1: Daniel Pearl also. I saw him. I started. I saw him in. I think uh, at Cinema Wasteland. Okay. You know, and so we've we've become friendly and stay in touch. And he's had an amazing career. Yeah. You know, doing all these videos for you know uh, Billy J. Michael Jackson. Mariah Carey, yeah. you name everybody, in that he's done, he's done videos for them. I,
0: I was talking to Ed, and we were talking about, um, he refers to him as Danny, so he was talking about Danny, mm-hmm. and, Dan, and Ed asked me to ask Danny about the Ed Sheeran story. So when I went over to talk to Danny, I asked him about the Ed Sheeran story, and he says, "Well, if you if you want to know the Ed Sheeran story." You have to know the Bruce Springsteen story right, first, right? Right. So he he started to tell me the Bruce Springsteen and then the Billy yeah. Joel thing, and then yeah. How that all kind of ties it in, ties into right, Ed Sheeran, right. but to know that he's had such a, a prosperous career in um, amazing music videos yeah, and yeah. You know he's worked with everybody and like you said, Michael Jackson too is part of that whole yeah uh, Bruce Springsteen Ed Sheeran story. So right. It was, right. It was amazing right. to hear.
1: And he was what in his early twenties when he shot Chainsaw. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just. Just the beginning and just, the, and he, this, I mean, some of the amazing shots in that movie are because of Danny. Yeah. The shot, the Dolly shot with uh, Terry walking up to the house. Okay. From the swing, from the swing. In fact, I think uh, some famous director wanted to know how that shot was done. Ah. I think it was Oliver Stone. Oh, really? Hired uh, Ed Neal, uh, Ed, uh, Ed Neal, the hitchhiker. Yeah. To, because he wanted to know more about how that shot was <laughs> done. And that's how Ed Neil Ed Neal got into that. That Oliver Stone, the Ken, you know, that's uh, the Which story one? about uh, Kennedy. No, the or the assassination. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, that movie. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a talented bunch of people you got going there with you. Yeah. Great to see I, everybody in one place. And
1: I mean, Ron Bozeman, the producer, who took for a long shot. I gave. I loaned him my shirt for that and I never got it back so I didn't like him for that but but I've overcome it and he won uh, an Oscar for uh, Silence of the Lambs oh really yeah yeah that movie's great you know so I mean just the the amazing things that happened to people connected with you know with chainsaw
0: did you know anybody when like did you know of them no because
1: I wasn't in that I wasn't in drama. I wasn't an actor, as some of the reviews of the movie will will attest. <laughs> well, you you had one project before that
0: with Toby, right? Yeah,
1: x which was more like a cinema verite type of movie. It was like a hippy-dippy psychedelic type of movie. Got it. And, and the couple that it was kind of ostensibly about, David and Amy, uh, they were volunteers in a program that I was doing in, in East Austin. And so they said, can we come in and shoot a scene with you? And at the time I was married, my son was like eight months old. He's in it. My, my first wife, or well, my only wife, is in it. And so they shot the scene, and I guess they they liked me or liked how I came across. And so they kept writing more scenes for me to be in.
0: Nice.
1: So the movie comes out. N- nobody saw the movie. <laughs> I think about 30 people saw that movie. I was one of the 30, and my parents were the other three or four. So... so nothing happens and um, you know about four years go by and all of a sudden I get a call I'm not sure if it was Kim or Toby or and they said Alan we wrote this movie and we'd like you to play the part of Jerry so I didn't have to audition I wasn't an actor I didn't know what an audition was sure and they gave me the script I went home and read it and I was just captivated you know what I mean Of course. and I said okay I'll do it and you know they offered me You know, at that time, I would have probably done it for a ham sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, there we go. And they worked around my schedule because I was doing a camp for underprivileged or handicapped kids at the time. Right, right. And they would take me on the set uh, in this, like, kind of funky uh, travel trailer. Okay. And on that set was, I got to ride with John Henry Falk, who was an idol of mine. Oh, really? I'd heard him as a kid in... In New York on the radio, he'd been blacklisted. He was just a remarkable erudite raconteur. Sure. So just for that alone was that whole movie for me. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Now um, I'm curious because you mentioned the script. You read the script. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm all about it. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. And then you actually get into production. Was there um, anything or, you know, maybe the volume of things that changed that were originally in the script that maybe you guys thought were, you know, you did it. And you're like, ah, oh, we don't like that. We're going to get rid of that. Or, you know, hey, let's add this in.
1: Well, I think that's what they did. They, they changed things as it was going along. And sometimes we were waiting around while they were rewriting okay. the script. Now, there was stuff where about uh, astrology, you know, where Pam or Terry's reading About the planets in retrograde, my and Saturn. I didn't know Saturn in retrograde or my aunt is in Dallas. I didn't know any of that.
0: Right, right.
1: So I said I had trouble with that. I said I don't even understand. And you know, he helped me with that. But some of the lines that originally I said these don't sound like I would like lines that I would say. So I said just go with it, make it you know, make it your own. Yeah. So there were lines. Most of the funny lines actually are my own lines.
0: (laughs) That's the ad lib. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about the astrology part because I know in the '70s and even into the, the early '80s,
1: um, you know, there
0: were a lot of movies yeah. that incorporate the uh, astrology. I aspect. know, and
1: I ran into people. You know, what's your sign? You know, in fact, I did a, I did a, an act called uh, it was a turkey act where I put on a turkey suit. I when I had my, I had my entertainment business, the Three Ring Service, and. I was a clarinet playing turkey. Okay. So I know about humiliation. Okay.
0: Where are those pictures? <laughs> yeah.
1: I, somebody could be bribing me big time. But anyway, one of the lines was I would say to the people, what's your sign? They'd say, you know, I'm a, I'm a Pisces or I'm a... I'd say my sign is $2.10 a pound.
0: Because <laughs> you're a turkey Yeah, guy. yeah. I and think... I
1: said, if they're nice to me, I'll let them hold my giblets. <laughs>
0: I'm sure that went over really well. Or they well. can play with my waddle, you know what I mean? So, so What a better time. I don't know if you can make jokes like that. Yeah, 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 today. yeah. You can't do
1: anything now. You know. You can't make jokes of people. You, we've lost that.
0: Yeah, a little bit, but ah, that's awesome. Okay, so you get to the set. You're filming. You guys are rewriting on the fly. Mm-hmm, What's mm-hmm. the vibe like on the set with you know between you and the, the rest of
1: the cast? Well, the rest of the cast, we were kind of kept apart. You know, I don't know if it was... You know, a planned thing that Toby did. So I never saw the bad people until. I never saw to- uh, Gunner, Leatherface, right. until the scene where I get killed. And so ah. much so that I had them. I just got in. I said, let me have them blindfold me for 15 minutes while they're setting it all up. And so I sat in front of the. out on the porch blindfolded. So when I go into the house and I see Leatherface for the first time, that's truly the only to- The first time I see him. Wow. I was so freaked out that I ran screaming out of the house <laughs> and uh, I told myself, but uh, Toby Hill's cut comes over to me and said, Alan, oh, that's a great scream, but you gotta wait for him to come into the frame of the thing here. I still got freaked out and they had to have two of the grips behind me pull me down by my belt loops oh, from oh. behind, just as that hammer is coming down. Oh, yeah, And it looks good and truth be told i mean that's 50 years ago i'm still getting headaches from that shot
0: (laughs) i mean it's a it's a hard shot
1: it's a very hard shot and although it was a rubber mallet it still hurt
0: (laughs) okay so but what about you with you know um with william you know like the fan yeah yeah i
1: mean bill and i we got along terry and i you know i even got along with ed the hitchhiker and he and ed Neal actually did some things for me with with my three-ring service we would do singing telegrams and stuff and I got a request for Slim Whitman. And I said the only one I know who could do Slim Whitman of anybody would be Ed Neal. And so Ed said, I'll do it.
0: Okay. You know, so I
1: remember you, that guy. You you probably have to Google if you're not uh, yeah, sure what I'm have talking to. about. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying
0: to trying to jog the memory. So I, I,
1: said, Ed, I said, Ed I said, you just do one song for this lady, I th- if he not only did one, so he was there an hour. It was supposed to be a five-minute routine, they wouldn't let him go. Oh man, they loved him.
0: What was it like working with Toby? I mean, Toby's such a icon in the in the in the industry.
1: Toby, I mean, there really wasn't a lot of direction from from Toby. He knew what he wanted, and it just—I don't know—by osmosis, it just it came across. But he was very nice to me. He, I mean, he could be difficult with other people. Okay. You know, yeah. for, for other issues that we, sure. you know, will not will get into. Sure. But he was very, very nice to me. That's good. And in fact, I ran into him, at a screening of Eggshells, uh, so of several years before he passed away. Okay. At the Alamo Drafthouse in Austin. Oh, that's awesome. And he was quite cordial and real nice. And I said, Gee, I hope we get together again. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it, it didn't happen.
0: Yeah.
1: And and uh, Gunner, I mean, I didn't really know, I didn't know him, but after the movie, we became good buddies. And he stayed with me the summer before he moved to Maine. Oh, wow. You know, and and then when he came down and he had written, uh, was working on the Texas Chainsaw Confidential, he stayed with me. I had a bed and breakfast in Luling, and he he stayed with me out there. Nice. And he was just a terrific, very bright, terrific guy. I miss him all the time. Yeah. And Marilyn, too. You know, yeah. I really wasn't that close to her during the movie. She had a lot of things, but at, later on in life, I got to really appreciate what a wonderful person she was.
0: A lot of you live close to each other in Austin, right? Uh, uh,
1: not really. I mean, Ed Ed lived in Dallas. Oh, okay. You know, uh, Bill is in Seattle. The only one that's in Austin really is oh, is Ed Gwynn, the truck driver. Yeah. And he Terry. Was there. Yep. And Terry McMinn lives in Austin. Okay. You I
0: guys think. don't ever get together, hang out, or anything. Not, no,
1: uh, we did earlier on, but you know, we everybody's got their own lives. And, sure. And I've been real busy with, you know, my three-ring service and all my other things. Tell us about
0: your three-ring service.
1: Well, three-ring service—we just a crazy, crazy, you know, company. We did everything from singing telegrams to clowns, you know, to magicians to casino parties. Okay. uh, Nice. To carnivals. We used to do the Pecan Street Festival. Okay. For twenty-some odd years. Wow. So uh, you know. So I know all about you know the entertainment business and humiliation.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, let's find us some parking. Hopefully, hopefully it's early enough where there isn't too much of a wait.
1: At Corky, one of the guys that worked for me, his name was Corky. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm gonna back in here.
1: Here we have Chainsaw Jerry in the car there getting you- breakfast. I know.
0: You know? <laughs> Just forgot the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Okay, so you've been doing your three-ring service
1: twenty years. More than correct? that. Yeah. I, st- I started in '78. But you've been you've been away from-, from about seven eight years. Okay. I sold. You know, it was just too much for me. I was yeah? dealing with too many things. I had the business. I had a bed and breakfast in Luling, Texas. I had, a, a, you know, apartments and over. I yeah. don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, so yeah. my, with the help of my son, I sold just about everything, and and uh, I had some health issues myself. And my son who was trying to run my business. Said, Dad, I don't know how you did it. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. do it. I yeah. said, It's time to. I know. You know. Well, you know, they don't. They it. don't make them like these. They'll make them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm uh, picking up. Casino tables, I'm in my 70s.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: You know, and slipping around with moonwalks and stuff. And best thing I did was getting out because not that long after COVID hit, yeah. that it would just wipe me out. Yeah, yeah. You
0: so, you, after Texas Chainsaw, we don't see you on camera anymore.
1: No, I, in fact, I try to keep it quiet because I was working for MHMR Mental Health and Mental Retardation. Okay. I, I wanted want to know this guy, he's in a movie about you know, wow. cannibals and sure. killing people. So yeah. I kept it on the QT. Oh, wow. And then years ago, I'm sitting in, in a ticket booth with my three ring service doing a carnival, and a young kid comes up to me to the, to the window and he said, are you Alan Danziger? <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I could see something's coming. And I said, yeah. He said, were you in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> I said, yes, yes, young man. So, but listen to me, stay in school, get your GED <laughs> so you don't end up like a carney <laughs> like me
0: <I> like it.
1: <laughs> but then it just started people you know going places and I mean but once once they hear that I was the driver it's just amazing yeah I mean just coming here uh, Thursday at, at the airport I'm wearing a, a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the video release party it's and it has that and the lady's looking at me, and he said, "I just was going to ask you about that." shirt. I said, "I said, did you ever see the movie?" Oh yeah. Yeah. I said, cool. "I was the driver." Just a big smile. Yeah. No matter who. I mean, policemen, whoever I yeah. run into, yeah. if yeah. you just start talking, and I, it's just a big smile comes on their face. Oh and yeah. I just you just see the whole change of people, yeah. and it's like you have like an instant rapport. Yep. Have, have and you, I love that.
0: Have you seen a lot of the the people dressing mm-hmm. up as the Texas Chainsaw characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody wants to dress like Leatherface. Exactly. I saw I saw a group of kids yesterday at the convention who were dressed up like every single person in the van. Yeah. It was well, fantastic. Neil, you know, they yeah. got
1: the port wine stain. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I told him he could go to a dermatologist, they could help him with yeah. that. You know? <laughs> That's awesome! Yeah, everybody loves the movie. I don't think. And then don't, do you see when at the table everybody had a doll, a slady oh, crocheted said, yeah. a doll? Oh, really? It looked exactly like me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, everybody got one. Yeah. And then um, I don't. Did you go to the area where they have like um, the the pro the horror props and stuff? I gonna
1: somebody mentioned there's some shadow box that they've got from the chainsaw. Okay. So I want to go and see if it's something that I might want to get. I don't know if I can take it back or if they'll ship it to me. So locally
0: yeah. here, there's a um, there's a horror museum and shop called Arts Sideshow. And they have kind of like a walkthrough, so you can pay, I think it's like 20, 25 bucks a ticket. Uh-huh. And they take you through their museum. And it's very well done. A lot of animatronics, uh, lighting, sounds—really like chainsaw
1: stuff. There, there is a there is a chainsaw section. That's what there's no that there's no horror museum in Austin.
0: You would think. Nice.
1: You would think. Yeah.
0: So. At the convention, they Art Sideshow brought some of that stuff with them. I so can, I'll
1: see if I can see that. Or, or a, you can accompany me. A, yeah. I mean, it's a zoo. Yeah. You yeah. can't even get anywhere. Yeah,
0: that's true. You know? So, the uh, yeah, they have a section there with some chainsaw stuff. They've got Grandpa, and it's got uh, Leatherface, and it's a, a scene with the body on the table. And it, yeah, it's very yeah, well done. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so that's good. So, what can you tell us, uh, you know, uh, any kind of uh, stories, things that stick out from being on set while shooting the movie?
1: Um, I mean, I, I had a lot of rapport, a lot of funny stuff going on with Ed Neal, you know, while we were waiting. Okay. But I mean, that I've told the story, that one of the funniest thing is that when the scene where we pull up in the van and Ed Neal comes out, no, not Ed Neal, Jim C. Dow, the cook, okay. comes out to tell us that they got no gas. And we're saying, got no gas, what's the deal? And there's this troll that looking guy, you know, that comes over to the van. And he's you know, splashing just dirty soapy water all over the van. Oh, wow. Uh. And during one of the takes, I inadvertently hit the windshield wiper. So it splashes all this soapy water on Jim Seedown's face. He's trying to deliver his line, poor guy. And this soapy water is just pouring down his face. So, Bill, Kirk, and myself, we lost it. (laughs) I mean, what can I tell you? We lost it, we couldn't get it together. (laughs) No matter how many, finally after about eight or nine takes, Toby got upset upset. and he lost it. (laughs) And he walked off the set and Kim had to finish the scene. Uh, You know, finally, but I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. It just happened. Uh, So that was, that was, that was just a great, and then, I mean, I honestly, I guess that my death scene, I felt like I incorporated the Stanislavski method. I didn't even know what that was. Okay. But it was like a method where you, you know, get yourself immersed. In it. Sure. And so that's where I, I felt like I really did act. Yeah. You know, the other parts was just, I mean, me being myself. You know? It's and great uh, that,
0: that Toby trusts
1: you enough to just. I guess.
0: Here's what I need. Yeah. Go do it. And little to no direction.
1: This is Britton Buchanan.
0: Oh, nice. Rip Buchanan from The Voice. Yeah, right. Uh,
1: runner up on The Voice. And he contacted me a few years ago. He was like 21, 20. He said, I, and he was doing a podcast, where I he'd like to interview me. And so he interviewed me. I'm sitting in my dining room. He saw records on the floor. You know, I had Cat Stevens, you know, okay. uh, Jackson Brown. And he said, he, he was so hip to, he knew everything. Sure. And he got my humor. You know, some people when they interview me, they're so intent on the question asking that they don't—they yeah. yeah. don't, they don't get the rapport. They're, yeah, not, they're not with me. Yeah. He got like everything. Like the therapy joke
0: earlier. Yeah, I yeah. Get it. Yeah. He got—he got everything.
1: I mean, kid was like 20. Yeah. But he's like an old soul. It's good. And I and I'd seen him on The Voice. Yeah. So it was just instant rapport. And then uh, months later, he had a layover in Austin. I said, I'll come and get you. So I got him and I took him out to Bastrop. You know, to, to the gas station. Okay. So we could see that and then and then he came down for Pecan Street Festival. Oh. Awesome. And so he was there, Mark Burnham, the leatherface from the new Netflix movie. Yeah, John Dugan great came, you know, it was an outdoor festival. And yeah. It was we had a great great time. That's awesome. So we stayed in touch and I, I took him showed him every place, you know, whatever. And he was with his his wife. Had a great time. And so we've just maintained that kind of connection. How and then a couple of years ago, to, to a, a young guy, a fellow by the name of Mark Sarilli, who's an actor and a writer, and I met him at the gas station some years ago, and he came to my house, and just we struck up a friendship, and he told the people doing the cannibal comedian, yeah, about me, and they wanted somebody to do the Oh my, yeah, to John Larraquette. yeah, and so they contacted me, said would I do it, yes. Yeah and I said okay you know what the heck you sure know? yeah but I did it I think it was in 2021 and there was a freeze so I we lost power. I'm living in my kitchen oh, shit. I had no heat dang it's crazy and I'm having to tape this thing hey
0: the so, show must go on the right? show, show business yeah
1: <laughs> so um
0: thank you circling back on Brit and um, at what point does he decide to write a song about Chainsaw Jerry?
1: When I told him about the festival, the Street Festival, he just took it upon himself They took my life and turned it into a three-minute <laughs> song.
0: You're selling copies of that at your booth? Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I saw that.
1: Yeah. Or I'm giving them away, you know, whatever. Oh, that's cool. But then... I got a, a message from the... Sean Hates with Cannibal Comedian. He wrote it. He's in it. Yeah, I don't even have a shirt. You yet. don't have a shirt? No, no. But the guy said he'll get it. He just He's, he's going to go to him and see if they've got a large. I, and they, oh, and that's said,
0: right. I, I talked to him because I'm friends with the guy yeah, who makes the yeah, shirt. So I yeah. told him, if you didn't have one, I was coming to see you in March. Yeah. And I'll just bring you one at okay. that point. Yeah.
1: So anyway, he said that they're interested in you coming down to introduce Cannibal Comedian in North, North Carolina. Carolina. Mm-hmm. I said, that'd be great. So then I sent, knew that Britain still lives in North Carolina. Okay. So I said, I got to go. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. And I, so I, I had the best time. And that's when they presented me with the Icon Award, <laughs> you know. I saw that as well. And, and you know, they uh, just met everybody. They oh, well, wonderful.
0: So, what are the plans for the rest of the year? I mean, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre's 50th anniversary this year. You guys are just starting I'm to everywhere. tour it around. Yeah.
1: I'll be going to, where am I going to? Knoxville, uh, Virginia Beach, I think we're going to London. And, and they're now planning, it's called Beyond Fest. It's one of the biggest festivals will be in Santa, I think, Santa Ana, California, end of uh, September. Okay. Frightmare in May, which is probably one of the biggest, or if not the biggest, festival we'll do.
0: Is the rest of the cast going to be touring with you? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. The country's in for a treat.
1: (laughs) Frightmare will be a murderer's row. Mm. (laughs) And then I'm also going to be doing stuff with Cannibal Comedian. So we might be doing drive-ins, you know? Yeah, tell me about that. I don't know that much about, but uh, Sean, I think, has booked a couple of... As long as they don't conflict with the 50th anniversary.
0: So, are you guys planning on doing, like, a double feature of, like, Texas Chainsaw and then Cannibal Comedian?
1: I think so, in some situations, yeah.
0: Tell me... Uh, so, when you saw it in North Carolina, that was the first time you had seen it, right? Mm-hmm. How did you like it?
1: I liked it. When well, it was done on a shoestring budget, and I think there's some real interesting things and funny things in the movie, and it's winning all kinds of awards.
0: Oh, it's just... Cleaning up. Cleaning. Oh yeah, I don't know if you know uh, Joe Bob Briggs, but uh, they
1: gave him an award. Yeah, he got a hubby. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he did the. He moderated a, all a Zoom meeting with us. A, a year or two ago.
0: With us, the Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, but this Beyond Fest, they want to do the definitive 50th. Everybody, people that never have seen any of them, yeah. you know. Behind, it. I mean, Michael McClary. I haven't seen him in fifty years.
0: I, I and got, he was
1: the dolly guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's in it. Yeah, I got I got his autograph. I mean, before. Ed Gwynn. He's in. He's the truck driver. He's in it for thirty seconds. <laughs> he's signing autographs. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's almost oh, anybody connected with this movie. And Perry Lorenz, he's the son. He's the driver at the very end that picks up Marilyn. Yeah. He's done very well in real estate. Oh, really? And yet he comes see, and he has a good time. He's just a wonderful guy. Yeah. And we missed, you know, the people that are, you know, Paul, Partain, Franklin. Oh, okay. I mean, not we hated him during the making of the movie. We all what? wanted him to die. <laughs> and then I met him at one of the shows. He was the nicest guy. That's how good of an actor he was.
0: <laughs> so. The next time we see you on film, right? Because uh, I think Cannibal Comedian. You just the, it's
1: just a voiceover bit. Yeah, I play the, a sheriff in the new movie, and uh, uh, the Weed Hacker Massacre.
0: Right, but there's one before that, right? So we we hear you on Cannibal Comedian, And right. we don't see you, right? But then we see you in Storage Locker.
1: Yeah, in Storage Locker. They that's how I met Ray Spivey, mm-hmm. and really terrific guy. And he wrote a scene just to have me in it.
0: That's so awesome. It's always a treat when you watch something and you don't expect that cam- that cameo. And then all of a sudden there's Alan Danziger from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, hey, I haven't seen that guy in 50 years.
1: <laughs> and for good reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: tell us a little bit about Weed Hacker. It's basically about a young group of young people on their way to a festival. They get to the festival and the, you know, the the promoters absconded with the money. That's not happening. They also, by happenstance, end up in the weed capital of Texas, Red Eye, Texas.
0: Now, is that true to life? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then, unfortunately, mayhem ensues. Uh-huh. So Murder. Does. And then there's another movie about a, a remaking of several sequels going on. Oh. So. It, it's, it's crazy. Awesome. I, we're hoping that once you stop laughing, you'll start screaming.
0: <laughs> That's a good tagline. You, you know, know. I,
1: I had pitched a Ray a couple of ideas, and he, you know, took off and, you know, made some changes, and, mm-hmm. and we'd massacre came about it. There and, you go. And collaborated on the Poker Face character. Yeah. Yeah, we've been seeing more and more of
0: that on mm-hmm. Instagram lately. I think you guys are just into your rehearsals, right? And then People are coming up to me saying, when is it coming out? <laughs> I said, we haven't shot it yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Principal photography starts in March, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be awesome.
1: And John Doolan is going to be my deputy. Get out of here. I play a Sheriff. Okay. I think the working title is Sheriff Orville Dancing Shoes.
0: The, oh, oh, that's right now where did dancing shoes come from
1: i had a friend in, in austin that be, was a entrepreneur entrepreneur he had several restaurants and he had trouble with my name danziger he said here comes here comes alan dancing shoes <laughs> uh, did you
0: write
1: no he, oh, I, he i gave some of my ideas and, and ray spivey wrote the movie wrote and jody Stel- stelzik who's been in several movies and done all kinds of things. He's directing it and kind of collaboration and we have Paris Randall who's been in several movies and he's he's dynamite in this. He's yeah. perfectly cast.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm coming down in March for that.
1: Mm.
0: Hopefully you'll be around for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to come around and see what's going on.
1: Are you going to be able to come down for a few days?
0: Um, so we're coming on a Friday. And then the plan Who's going to be with you? Me and my wife. Okay. Yeah, cuz we love Texas. Mm. We're either usually in San Antonio, uh but the last time we went we stayed in Austin. That was fun. Okay. Um so this time we're coming Friday. We'll land Friday. And Straight then through the weekend. Yeah. So Ray Ray wants us there on set Saturday. And then Sunday, we're supposed to go down to San Antonio. Okay. There's another type, one of these types of conventions that uh, I wanted to attend. So. I got you. And
1: then that's it. And then we're leaving Monday morning. So hmm. That's it. Quick turnaround. So we are. So you do a podcast yourself?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's been successful in its own right. Do mm-hmm. um, you have sponsors? Not yet, but we haven't, um, we've been approached by one or two people, but... Um, we we started it just as a hobby Mm -hmm. and so it's not and you know we're not trying to make full-time jobs out of this Mm -hmm. um we're enjoying what's been coming of it which Mm -hmm. is meeting people like yourself having these interviews you know going around to the conventions and kind of networking in that sense um amassing all the memorabilia that we can it's just fun i mean it started for Two friends to be able to stay connected with each other, you know, on a weekly basis. Because uh, my co-host, he lives here in the area, mm. and I live two hours away,
1: mm. so. Again, thanks for breakfast. Guys. Hey,
0: thanks for doing this, Alan. This is the least I can do is buy you breakfast. <laughs> that booth has been working out for you all right?
1: Yeah, the only thing, and I don't know, I, I, I didn't pack my banner. I knew, I thought I had, oh, but I must. Bummer. So, but that's all right, you know, they, they, they find me.
0: Yeah, I like the way that they set it up, where they have all of you guys in a row. Mm-hmm. So
1: that that's fun. And the thing that's so crazy is at these things, it's the bad guys that are the heroes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They want they want, yeah. want Leatherface, they want the hitchhiker, yeah. John Dugan. You don't even see him; he's in there for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they he's they're lined up for him. We're the victims. Nobody can care about you, and yet they do for us. Yeah. They. Whatever it is in that short period of time, they liked our characters. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They kind of identify with us. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Marilyn Burt was the first final girl, you know, that that concept of the final girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Terry's been doing some, uh, I think she does some like uh, fan fiction type stuff about, uh, you know, what happened to Pam Mm -hmm, afterwards. mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Are you a fan of the series? Cuz you know they had multiple sequels and remakes.
1: I I've, I've liked I like the one I think with uh, Jessica Biel. Oh, I don't know
0: which yeah, one that is. Yeah,
1: that was that I thought was it was a remake of us and I thought that was pretty good. Is that the uh,
0: 2003? Something like that.
1: Okay. And I like the the 3D one just because of the and just watching Alexandra Tadario. I mean I could watch, you know, just seeing her. She's you know, gorgeous. <laughs> and and, and I'm and I'm in that one. They show a clip of us getting killed. I got more money for not being in the movie than I got for being <laughs> in the movie. Go figure. Or same with the Netflix movie, they show a Polaroid of us. I got more money for that than oh I got for being in the movie. That's
0: fantastic. I know, though. I know, I know. Yeah, 50 years later and you're still making money off
1: the Yeah, thing. I've taken my 15 minutes. I've stretched it now. <laughs> to 50, 50 years. years. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the police to come and get me, you know. <laughs> Imposter.
0: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's why most people, I think, go searching for their 15 minutes because you never know. It's either going to last know. 15 minutes or, in your case, it's going to last 50 years. Yeah. That's awesome
1: i mean and still because i mean sometimes i'm sitting there and i feel like a hooker in amsterdam <laughs> you know because they say who is this geezer sitting here they <laughs> said that's you i said yeah what do you think i'm sitting here with these pictures you know for my health yeah
0: everyone's having a good time and i'm glad you guys are having a good time and Seems oh, like everybody's yeah. in good spirits about coming out. And sure. Celebrating yeah. their work and being mm-hmm. celebrated and Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: it's fun. And it's the fans, I mean, they say, Well, you know, at this age, go I said, I get energy from from these people. Sure. You know?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you get excited as much as they get excited. Right, yeah. That's awesome.
1: And my nephew was coming, he said, You know, Alan, Uncle Alan, he says, You don't sound old. You know your voice and stuff. I said, except when I look in the mirror. You know, that's why I don't yeah. like looking at pictures of me. What you a know?
0: sound old?
1: That's you know exactly. your voice changes. You know, the I guess people, you you can hear it over the phone sometimes. Sure. From people. Yeah. So that was that was an interesting take.
0: How did the uh, did you guys are you did you already do all your group photos?
1: No, we did it Friday, Saturday, and today. There's going to be more photo ops. How's that been going? Terrific. Yeah? Then they know what they're doing. I mean, they're just kind of turn them and burn them, Yeah. Boom, boom, next. Boom, boom. Step (laughs) out. Exit here, exit there.
0: All right, Alan, any closing thoughts on Texas Chainsaw Massacre 50 years later?
1: Just that I... If I only knew, you know, that this was (laughs) going to... But you just, you don't know. It's like, and it's not easy to capture lightning in a bottle, you know. Twice, yeah. and they've tried to do it, but I mean, there are people that have been working for years and don't get that kind of recognition. Sure. And here, you know, as I'm coming to the code of life, that this movie's going to live on, and you know, I guess I'll live on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: got to be nice. And, you know, in and, and celluloid, you know. Yeah,
0: that's got to be nice to have something that uh, exists that'll help carry you on for years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because you think about it, I saw so many kids, like children. You know, this weekend in like leatherface cosplay. Yeah. And yeah. Like- yeah you know they're getting introduced to those movies it's you know people like me my age right you know that are introducing because we watch these movies when we we're a kid right and yeah we love them and now that we're having our own and they kids, all have
1: stories how they, they weren't allowed to see it you know they snuck it you know they oh yeah. just the different stories how they got to see gotta the, wait till the parents fall it. asleep yeah, yeah. watching in the right.
0: basement turn it low mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely but yeah it, you know so we're passing those things on to our kids Right. You know, hey, we love this. You might love it, too. Yeah. Uh, my, my kids um, were the same way, you know. Um, they Once we started watching horror movies, like, that's all my daughter ever wants to watch. How old is your daughter? Uh, she's 16 now. Oh, okay. But, you know, whenever we watch a movie, it's always, you know, usually something scary. Yeah. And we're getting to the point where, uh, you know, it's like, well, what do we watch next? Because we watch so so many things, you know. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, horror is great. Uh, people love it. Yeah,
1: I mean, my, you know, my parents. I mean, they're past but I mean, I I think they might have been disappointed in me because they wanted me to become a doctor or, oh, or a lawyer, sure. and I said I became close. I became a patient. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's you know, it's 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 uh, a yeah. you know parallel. It's, yeah, it's almost there. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: they went. I, I've told this. They went and I saw the movie. This is in '74, and it, they ended up showing it in Florida in a porno, porno theater. Oh, really? It's a double feature, and the second feature was Debbie does dialysis. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, hilarious. And, and the scene where I go into the house, my mother started screaming for me not to go in, oh, no. <laughs> in, in her native language. She was from Poland, so she spoke no language. <laughs> okay. She just grunted or something, I don't know. And then when they got home, they called me to make sure, sure I was still alive.
0: How's he, uh... Is it draining? You know, energy-wise, the the uh, the convention Not me. take a lot out of you. No, no, no. I know. I went out to dinner with some of the vendors last night after the event, and they they're were exhausted. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good for them. They're they're doing really well.
1: Yeah, the tattoo guy is saying they were just oh, they're yeah. swamp. I mean, I went to a, a Detroit. I think it was in Detroit. It was a tattoo. And they were all there getting Leatherface. Oh, you know, man. You know, that they, they were as busy. So we brought people. They used us to bring people to the to get tattoos. And there was a wrestling ma- wrestling match. <laughs> Hilarious. Where are the Jerry tattoos? I know. <laughs> I, and, you know, at one of the conventions, a beautiful lady came up and said, I was her first crush. Oh! I said, you made my day. <laughs>
0: You, you, lady killer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then and then yesterday, a real a pretty lady came up and said, her mom was in my program when I worked for mental health, mental retardation. Oh. I started a big buddy program, yeah. which was kind of like a big brother program, okay. but it was for kids back then with mental retardation, sure problems, you know, a Down syndrome. That, and I provided but you know buddies for these people, and she was in my program. Oh, I can't believe it. That's all, gotcha. you know. Small world. Yeah. Small world. I wouldn't want to paint it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's <true>. That's just, <laughs> Stephen Wright line. But I just, I just, that made my day. That made my weekend.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I find horror is uh, a very small world. We talk with one person, and they know that person, and then it's... Yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's vast, but small at the same time.
1: And I remember, I mean, like the first... Uh, comic-con that i went to was in 2004 and that because gunner said they wanted to do a, a reunion okay and i didn't know i had never done anything like that so i said gunner i don't know what am i gonna, you know i thought i'd be meeting as i said serial killers you know <laughs> or, or wannabes yeah and, the, and here these are the nicest people <laughs> but they saw me as fresh meat
0: ah <laughs> well good i'm glad you're having a good time of everything
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: and it's great that you're a trooper about you know the travel and yeah you know, it could get to be much I would
1: imagine. But but you know on the planes uh, just as I was landing a couple of weeks ago, the guy said, "What are you doing here?" I said, "Well, I'm at a fe- I'm here at a festival." Well, what kind of festival? Oh, it's a film horror film festival. Well, why are you here? And I said, "Well, did you ever see this movie?" Oh yeah, I'm the driver. Boom! I got to take a selfie. You know, my son's gonna go nuts. You know, that's so. It's it's invariably yeah
0: People love it.
1: Yeah, and if you I mean it's we're in such a polarized world If you can do anything that brings a smile on people's face, you know and get them to You got to You got to do it.
0: Oh, yeah, 100% yeah, and then you know, it's it's, it's one thing to have to feel like you have to do it, like obligation wise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's another to be voluntary and want to do it and get enjoyment yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where um, it makes it it better for everybody on both sides of the experience. Right.
1: 100 you know, percent. Right. Yeah. When you're. Oh, the way better. the guys from Cannibal Comedian treated me, you know, they would. It's like their movies an homage to Chainsaw. Oh, of course
0: well we're looking forward to um weed hacker can't wait to come yeah out. me neither and then uh when we come out i'm hoping we can do it again something something like this maybe a sit down sure, talk and sure we can start you know getting some promotional stuff ready for for the movie yeah start spreading the word on that i've been trying to share as much as i can great great uh, yeah so yeah it's gonna be fun can't wait you got any plans for anything after that i think uh you see you mentioned some sequels, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I'd like to see, um, do a you know, Weed Hacker Massacre, the the uh, musical, the musical, <laughs> yes.
0: Well, Raymond's got some theater experience, yeah. So there you go,
1: <laughs> that'd be great. And Britain can start writing tunes. There you yeah. go, see, it's
0: all coming together, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.